0: Hey everyone, welcome back for season three of the Age Sister Podcast. This season we're gonna keep exploring the issues around midlife and older women at work. So let's get started with today's guest. Hey everyone, today I'm joined by Lamore Bergman-Gross. Lamore's been working in the tech industry for over 20 years. First as a software engineer, then an engineering manager, and eventually as the director of engineering. So she knows firsthand what it's like being a woman in a very male dominated field. After spending about nine years in her role and living in the US, she decided to return home to her home country of Israel and focus her passion on supporting women's career growth in tech. She's been mentoring women for over four years and has created a mentorship program for women with power to fly. She also consults with companies that want to build mentorship programs. So I'm super excited to talk to Lamour today about some of her ideas around women navigating in more male-dominated industries, and we talked a little bit about personal branding. Enjoy. So welcome, Lamour. Hi, Kate. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here. I'm going to start out as always. I always ask my guests to just maybe tell me a little bit about what brought you to do the work that you're doing today.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So I have been in the tech industry for over 20 years and I had my share of struggles uh, being a woman in a male dominant field. And as I grew in my career, I started mentoring women. I started doing that in 2017. And the more I mentored women, I realized, first of all, how much it's needed and how much value I can give to others. And also it made me to realize also myself, right? I wish I had this kind of support uh, earlier in my career. And it was a process that took me some time to realize that, There's more to life than just doing what I was doing, which was great. I mean, I was doing fine and making a good income, but I felt something was missing. I felt that there's more to give than what I do today. And what happened was I used to live in the U.S. and we moved back to my home country, to Israel. And then I decided that was a great opportunity to also make a career change. So I left the job I was at, I had to leave anyway because of time zone differences and what have you, and decided to, to go to the unknown and start uh, helping women.
0: So tell me about that. I'm really interested in this idea of you being um, in this very male-dominated field as a woman, and what was your experience around that?
1: Uh first of all the, the the experience was that I felt a lot of times I don't have role models mm-hmm. and sometimes I felt lonely lonely in a way that I worked with incredible people I'm very fortunate that most of the people I work with were really great so the experience was good but sometimes I felt lonely I felt like oh I need more women to feel that first of all I can really advance and get to executive levels, I needed to see more women up there to believe that it's possible for me. And sometimes I also felt some insecurity just because of the differences between men and women and how they communicate. Men many times tend to be more competitive in nature, may seem like sometimes aggressive or the way they comment can be intimidating to women. And although I'm not like the most... I'm not super sensitive and taking too much to heart, to the heart. Still, there were occasions when I felt insecure.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you think that changes? I mean, you know that our our listeners are women typically in midlife and older, and do you think it changes in terms of our attitudes of working in a more male-dominated area as we get older? Or are there anything that, is there anything that's different?
1: Um, I can share from personal experience. First of all, as I got older, I got more confident in myself. So I got better, better and better. Like wine, we age, like we actually become better version of ourselves over time. That's at least what I feel. But the challenge is that, as you grow in your career, there is less room at the top. Mm-hmm. because you want to grow, you want to get to more, you know, as senior roles, and there are less you see less women there, and it just gets harder. Mm-hmm. That's I would say what I noticed, at least for me
0: mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like, one of the ways that you've helped women in terms of confidence and being able to navigate the workplace is helping them to build a brand. Is that right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Building a brand is so important. And I'm always surprised that women feel so uncomfortable promoting themselves. Mm -hmm. And...
0: That promotion, I know that you've talked a little bit about um, having that promotion on social media and in particular on LinkedIn. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? How women can maybe get more comfortable promoting themselves and using things like social media to do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. Uh, For professional purposes, that's the place to be. Obviously, there are other, you know, social media, Twitter, you know, Instagram, what have you. But for professional growth, I found LinkedIn to be the most effective one. And you can really build yourself a brand as a subject matter expert in whatever field you're at. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think first you need to think of all the, the things that you have, all the values that you bring and start figuring out how do you showcase them on your profile, how you start putting content out there. And, and it's a process. It takes time. Usually women I work with, we first start with figuring out what they want to, to do next and how they want to be perceived. And it's not always exactly the same as what they do today. That's why it's really important also to think about what's next for you. Sometimes women, especially midlife, you know, they want to change. They want to focus on something different. So you first need to know where you want to go and how to... before you start actually working on your profile so you can brand yourself as the person you want to become. And we start Mm -hmm. working on their profile with putting a picture. You know, some women... Even that feels intimidating for them, and I try to encourage them to put a recent picture, not something from twenty years ago. To feel comfortable with putting their picture, uh, the recent picture, and start thinking about their headline. What do they put there? Start with the little things. the The more you do it, you get used to that, and you start also believing that this is you. This is really you. It's really important. Mm-hmm.
0: So I know that you talked a little bit about having these tips around um, LinkedIn. So some hot tips for women who are building their LinkedIn page. Are there any of those you can share with me as well beyond Absolutely. the headline Absolutely. and the picture?
1: Absolutely. So the the most important places to start, as I said, first of all, know where you're headed. Before you start anything, really important Start, so if you are uh, looking for a job or considering moving, if you're employed, right? You're not having a business, but you're an employee. Start thinking about what kind of roles you would like to do. Start looking around, looking for jobs, even not just for the sake of applying, but for the sake of doing some research and seeing what kind of words they use, what are they looking for, and what do you already have? And start using those keywords and those phrases in your profile. You want to speak the same language, as recruiters and hiring managers and companies use. Uh, Picture and background picture, really important. I use a tool called Canva. I don't know if you're familiar. Mm -hmm. It's pretty popular today. It didn't used to be that popular when I started using it. It's my go-to tool for anything, literally anything. So uh, you can design a really nice background uh, picture that will reflect on you. Headline, obviously, and the headline should not be just your role at a specific company. It should really define who you are, use all the relevant phrases and keywords that present you and what you can do. And LinkedIn recently increased the number of characters you can use in a headline. I think it's around 250 characters. So utilize them, utilize all of them. It will help employers to find you. Uh, Another thing is the About section. Don't miss that out. Many people don't use this section. Write about yourself. Be personable. Share about your passions, about your core competencies. What makes you different? What are you interested in? And the featured section is also a great place to showcase your work. If you have published anything, anything you can share publicly, that would be great. Great. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there and start posting content. Really, on LinkedIn, you can become a content creator. And utilizing their creator mode, you can switch to a creator mode and start putting content. You can create a newsletter. You can start live. I know it takes some time to get comfortable with that, but the more you do it, the more you'll be, you know, you'll be shown on on searches and you'll be seen as a subject matter expert.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, you know, a lot of women who uh, have businesses or, or are self-employed typically become creators and content experts. Um, but you really feel that women who are even working in, in jobs for employers should be doing this. Is that right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Because think and about is- an employer. Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, you go, please.
1: So think about a potential employer that goes to your profile and they see different articles that you posted or lives that you did. They will be super impressed. They will already see you as an expert.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's giving you a bit of a leg up in the, in the job search as well.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm still thinking about that kind of branding piece um, with women doing a bit of self promotion. Can you maybe talk to me a little bit about some recommendations that you have around women who are in the workplace? So they're not necessarily running a business and they're trying to get a promotion. Do you have some recommendations around that beyond that branding piece?
1: Absolutely. So first of all, you need to understand in the workplace, what's the next where you want to go and what what's basically the next level and start understanding with your manager or the HR business partner, what are the expectation from that role? And what are you missing? They need to support you. And this is something that I didn't realize for a long time. And also other women don't realize that it's their job to help you. And you need to be proactive. Don't wait. You shouldn't wait and assume that if you do a good enough job, you'll just get a promotion. You need to be proactive and first of all, declare your expectations or your desires or what what's next for you, what do you want to achieve. Say, oh, I want to become whatever, you know, director or whatever, the, the, the next role that you want to become. Uh, what is the expectation from that role? What am I missing? And start building a plan with your manager for getting there. Be proactive about it. And also another thing is start practicing that level before you actually get promoted. And what I mean by that, tech initiatives. Show without having the promotion yet, show that you are capable a former manager once told me that people are promoted when they already execute at the next level. And I believe that's true. So obviously, you may not have the title or the authority yet. However, you can still exercise leadership and you can show that you are capable by taking initiatives.
0: love that idea of really being proactive. I think a lot of people in positions think, just as you said, if I work hard enough, people will notice Yeah. Um, and that they're not doing that sort of proactive piece. So I think that's a great piece of advice. One of the things that's come up in the last uh, six months is around this idea that a lot of women are reporting that they feel like they don't have room to move or opportunities for advancement because they're working remotely and they don't have access or easy access to leaders in person can you talk a little bit about how women can navigate that
1: sure Uh, so i worked remote since 2016 worked fully remote Uh, and and i i do understand the challenge i mean it's harder but you need to find first of all to understand who are the different people you should know or should know you? And what kind of opportunities you can have in order to get in front of those people? So it could be proactively reaching out and meeting with different people at the organization or trying to figure out. And again, your manager can, can assist you in that, trying to figure out how can you get in front of them, maybe participate in some discussions Uh, or what have you. And also, if you come with ideas, if you initiate, that also helps you. Oh, I have this idea I wanted to share. Who do you think I can, you know, you can ask your manager, who do you think I can share it with and invite different people? If you bring value, people will want to hear you and will want to meet you. So bring value first. And I also want to say something about, oh, there are not opportunities or, or what have you. Create opportunities. So what happens is, and and many people don't realize that that you can actually create a role for yourself. If you take an initiative, you identify a need, create an take initiative and bring value, you can potentially create a role that doesn't exist.
0: It's such great advice. Um, I think uh, the theme that I'm hearing is really advocacy, making sure that you're advocating for yourself in the workplace, right from branding to um, that mobility or being able to move into a different role through a little bit of self promotion. Um, So it sounds to me that you're doing some great work with women that you are supporting and coaching and where can women find out a bit more about your work?
1: Sure. So uh, they can go to my LinkedIn profile. They can also go to my website and just see what I do. And contact me, obviously, and I'm happy to meet.
0: Okay, well, I'll make sure that we include all of your information in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Absolutely. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening to the Age Sister Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review the episode on your favorite podcast app. We'll also be posting the show notes and any other important information at www.cardahealthconsulting.com.